It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Uh, Rick Salizzo, uh, a name familiar to all of us, uh, of course, here in New Zealand. Decorated for his services to the sports media uh, just not that long ago, actually. But now, these days, CEO at Rugby United New York. And right now, it's an exciting place to be in terms of rugby. Good morning to you, Rick. Uh, and it's great to catch up with you again, man. G'day, Smitty. How are you? Oh, look, I'm cool. I'm really cool, mate. And, uh, of course... Uh, rugby getting back on the agenda. The All Blacks uh, have done pretty well uh, in Australia, but they're on the way um, to the north, which means they're right next door to you. First of all, have you been able to catch up with them yet, or does uh, uh, the protocols of the ba- pandemic prevent that? Yeah, so so I'm obviously based in New York, and it's about a three-and-a-half-hour train trip, so I got down there this afternoon. And, um, yeah, I mean, from what I understand, the All Blacks are in a bit of a bubble situation. So, um, and judging by social media, a bubble means playing golf, um, which is a great idea. Good outdoors uh, activities. But so, yeah, we, we um, I mean, I think most Kiwis, it's been a great week for us because last week in New York, we had 660 played and, uh, and then this week we get the All Blacks. So it's just like being home. Uh, mate, that's oh, 660. That's fantastic. Um, hey, uh, look, it's an exciting time for rugby in the United States, just not because the All Blacks are there, Rick, because news has come through to us uh, overnight, basically, uh, that the USA are very, very serious about bidding for the hosting rights uh, to men's and women's World Cups coming up. Uh, how genuine a bid do you think that will be? Oh, they're very serious about it, and we've been talking about it for months and months and months, so it was really exciting to have the official announcement today um, as part of this week of rugby here in D.C. But it's, So I first arrived in, uh, I was living in Texas, Austin, Texas, uh, in 2019, and even in the short time I've been here, in a couple of years, um, rugby just is growing at, at quite an exponential rate. Um, the MLRs um, had a big, uh, big influence on, you know, just just bringing in some good professional players from and, and bringing the best out of the local American players. Got a bit of a setback the other week when they lost to Uruguay, but mm. there genuinely is um, a lot of interest in rugby. Um, I mean, the USA is so vast that it can uh, manage a lot of sports. I mean, to give you an example, we had a. We were in the semi-finals a few months ago, and our um, semi-final got delayed a couple of minutes because the uh, cornhole championships hadn't finished, um, which were live on TV. You know, cornhole is basically throwing a, a sack of whatever beans into a hole on a piece of board, um, and and it's you know it's a sport. Um, there's there's enough people here to sell to support enough sports, except cricket. 
<laughs> Sip cricket. Hey, Rick, you've always been a man for a challenge. I mean, you, you delight in those sorts of things. So being the CEO of Rugby United New York, uh, how challenging is it in that very competitive market that you, uh, you're right in the middle of? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm really lucky that we've got Sean Marks in town because um, – you know he's he's a good guy to call and sort of say Sean how do you do this um it is such a competitive market to give you an idea I, I went and watched the Jets game the other week and the Jets like win one game every six years and there were still 60 70,000 people showing up um so you know you've got some of the most sophisticated and um uh established sports teams in the world you know you've got the NFL you've got the NBA you've got the ice hockey and then on top of that, you add lacrosse, you know, um, um, there's so many other sports that are going on. I think we're one of 15 professional sports franchises. So there are a lot of challenges, but um, that's what makes it, makes it exciting. What page of uh, the New York Times is the All Blacks being pretty close to town on, if at all? It's a good point, actually. Um it's a good point. I, I, I mean, we do get the odd story in the New York Times. They did a story on our rugby team actually during the season. Um, we had a New York Times photographer embedded with us for the first part of the season as we got through COVID. Um, the, the thing, the thing about the US is people need to get their head around. It's not really. It's almost like 50, 51 different countries. Each each state is really its own sort of separate entity. So, for example. You know the playoffs going on in the basketball and the baseball at the moment. You know in New York, the New York teams are out, so no one really cares. Um, so um, the 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 All Blacks have had a lot of coverage in the DC media, um, uh, and there's been a lot of talk here ab- about them. And you know, I think the fact that they're expecting up to forty thousand people to show up to a game of rugby, um, you know, is testament to just how powerful the All Black brand is. Rick, uh, we're back home. We're thinking, uh, and you mentioned it before, the the Eagles, they lost the Uruguay, and we're, we're sitting at home thinking, oh, no, oh, no. Um, so just reassure us here about the competitive nature of this match because, you know, there was a time when uh, US rugby, we assumed back from here, was growing, it was strong, it was competitive, it was likely to upset on, on the world stage every now and then. Then you hear about this kind of result. Are they in a sort of hiatus at the moment, or is that just a one-off and, and we should expect a genuine encounter? Well, it's funny because we've got about, I think, four or five of our players in the USA team, um, and uh, you know, and they're good, solid rugby players, they're, they're, and they're good men. Um, I mean, the first thing about Uruguay is Uruguay has improved a lot, and uh, you know, the last World Cup they beat Fiji, um, and I think what happened with the USA team is they beat Uruguay up here in, in the US. But when you go down to Uruguay, it's a whole different kettle of fish, and um, and uh, and you know they paid the price. So I think you know I think what's happened. I mean, in New Zealand rugby, you know, the development since say the first World Cup in '87 has been pretty dramatic. You know, and it's been hard for a lot of countries to compete with that that rate of improvement. Um, but there are some very good players. I, you know, as I say, I mean, we've got um, four or five, I think, of the pack uh, from my team. Um, both locks, both the starting locks, uh, Nick Savetta and, and Nate Brakeley uh, from New York. Um, one went to Oxford, one went to Cambridge. Um, two of the smartest men I've ever met in world rugby. Um, so, yeah, look, at 
it's very hard for any team uh, at, at, I don't know what they call it, Tier 2 or whatever, to be competitive with the All Blacks. But I do know that they'll be giving it everything. They'll be giving it you know, as much passion. They're so excited. I mean, you imagine if you sort of woke up and, you know, a good solid rugby player, and it's like, oh, by the way, um, tomorrow you're probably going to be marking Sam Whitelock. <laughs> it's, like, it's pretty exciting for them. Yeah. Oh, imagine it is. I mean, it's a one-off opportunity for many of them. But, um, you know, we're looking forward to uh, the two, 2023 Rugby World Cup. I mean, it's it's... It's a challenge ahead of them. Uh, what about Rick Salito these days? I mean, uh, as you mentioned, you were in Austin. Uh, you're now uh, in this current role that you've got with uh, Rugby United New York. Um, uh, are we ever likely to see you back home, mate, or are you going to continue this globe trotting for quite some time? Well, I wanted to come home, but they wouldn't let me. Apparently there's a sort of quarantine thing going on where they're not letting sort of Italians with no hair come back in. Um, so, yeah, I was due to come back in uh, August, but um, obviously with everything that's going on, um, I couldn't get back into the country. So, um, you know, I thought, well, I'll just stay here, um, which, yeah, it's, it, look, it's, yeah, as you said, I've, I've always enjoyed doing things a bit differently and a bit of a challenge. And, um, I mean, I think as far ahead as about tomorrow. <laughs> so, um, yeah. I'm loving it here at the moment, though. It's just I'm learning so much. You know, as you say, you know, there's got all the big sports here and the sophistication around marketing and media and selling tickets and building audiences and stuff, which is the sort of stuff I really enjoy. Um, I've learned so much in the last 12 months. You know, I you know, thought I knew it all and I know nothing. And uh, I'm just learning. And, and, you know, when you're learning, you know, at, at my age of 97, it's um, it's exciting to keep learning and keep getting better, um, uh, and and that's what I'm enjoying about being here. Rick, yeah, obviously you're you're very heavily involved in in recruitment. You have overseas players within your mix as well. So, um, how closely do you still um, keep an eye on on, on New Zealand rugby and, and possibilities there of fringe players that you, you might be able to say, you know, come and come and give it a go, fellas, over here? Do do you look at it that way? In terms of New Zealand rugby, I mean, I watch every every Bunnings game is on uh, Flow Rugby here. So um, you know, I either watch them live or recorded. Um, and uh, it, yeah, so you know, I mean, obviously that's where my connections are and and the people I know. And you know, we've had um, we had some great Kiwis in the in the team. Um, the, you know, all of well, most of them which are coming back. Um, we had. Uh, Andy Ellis, who, you know, was just been amazing, you know, best halfback in the competition. I, I personally thought he was probably the best overseas player in the competition, along with Matt Gitto. Um, and uh, and uh, he's coming back. Um, he, I he doesn't know it yet. Um, but um, we also had uh, Cara Pryor from Northland playing for us and Fussy Futai from Bar Plenty. Again, you know, they just really stamped their mark on the, on the uh, competition here. So, yeah, New Zealand players really important to us. Rick, um, it's been 40 years since you, you cut your teeth, really, on the 1981 Springbok Tour. You worked uh, studiously as a young journo. 40 years, Thanks, mate. We've had a few guys on. We've had a few guys on. We had uh, Gizza Wilson, Stewie Wilson on about it. Uh, a number of uh, players who were involved around that time. Uh, you, you looked at it um, across the barbed wire, I guess we'll say. And, and what were your impressions of rugby and life then? Mate, I came out of journalism school in July 1981 
and a week later the Springboks arrived. And I was at the airport when they arrived, covering it for Radio Pacific. And um, and yeah, and I did most of the tour for the private radio stations, as they were called back then, Radio Pacific. And um, I remember being at the Waikato game that sort of got called off and being in the middle of about 100 different brawls. Um, it was uh, the ultimate baptism of fire. And um, <laughs> I mean, my job for the third test um, was, you know, we had like 10 reporters all at these really important sites and I volunteered to be with a um, uh, an RT standing in the stands watching the game. So that was my con- contribution. Um, so I got to manage to watch the game and report on, on the, the whole thing, not realising that there was civil war going on outside Eden Park. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it was, a, it was, look, it was just a, a scary time, to be honest. Uh, like, um, like now, you, you know, we're going through this pandemic and it's sort of unreal. It's like living in a movie. It's like, it's just as like life is not normal. And, and in a funny way, that's what it was like in 81, you know, um, that it just, the new normal was just so not normal, you know, um, people fighting in the streets, people fighting the police, um, you know, arguments in the family, um, just the, the level of violence and aggression that came around, um, and, you know, I, I was a mad keen rugby kid. I, I was, I don't know, probably 18, 17, 18, 19, something like that, playing rugby. Rugby meant everything to me. Um, so I didn't, have a, I didn't have a perspective on it back then. Um, but it was, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's hard to explain. I mean, I, like you, Smithy, we've been lucky enough at times in our careers um, to be in the middle of history. And, um, you know, for me, you know, that 81 Springbok tour was, you know, being in the middle of history. And the other one for me was probably the 95 World Cup. You know, those those moments um, where, you know, there's movies made about them and documentaries and whatever. Um, when you've been in the middle of it, you know, um, it's, it's just, uh, yeah, it's just something that uh, lives in your memory forever. Speaking of history, the crowd go, goes wild. Your little baby is, uh, is still... <laughs> Trucking along, mate. Very, it's trucking. It'll change in personnel, as you would expect, but it's still hanging in there and going big. Well, you know what Rigger's like. He hangs around for a long time, sort of setting the innings up, and then he buggers off and lets us do all the work. So that was sort of the story of <laughs> crowd goes wild. But, yeah, I mean, look, I talk to the troops every day, um, you know, and uh, it's just – it's like a sports team. You, you get great talent together and then let them express themselves and, and it's amazing what, what they can achieve. And uh, I'm really lucky with the crowd team. It's just, you know, what a great group of individuals and incredible talents. And uh, and I suppose my job was just to put them together and let them go. And, and, and they've been going and going a bit like the Energizer, Energizer yeah. Bunny. Uh, Rick, you're made a member of the New Zealand Order of Merit uh, this year for services to... Um, to the to sports media, uh, not many people get that. Uh, you know, you got to look at your Terry McLeans and and those sorts of guys. Uh, but but you got it, mate. Um, you must have been quite chuffed about that behind the scenes, I would imagine. I was uh, stunned first of all, and 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 very grateful. But I still see myself as the young kid behind Nisbo and Quinny. You know, um, mm. watching the Masters at work, learning from them. That that you know. And in, in, in all honesty, that that's probably been the greatest reward for me is just sitting and watching guys like that work. You know, I used to go away on tour and 
Nisbo and Quinny and Gavin Service and 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 just and just listening to them and learning from them and hearing their stories and stuff. That was that was the greatest part of my career. And uh, and so I still see myself as that as that young fellow that was um, just shut up and, and listened to those guys. And uh, it's sort of hard to you know, like all of us, it's hard to realise that I'm about 150 years old now. And maybe I'm not the mm. 25 year old, but um, but that's how I still see myself. Well, you, you're still keeping very active. There, you know, there was a time when, um, if you needed tickets for an all last minute tickets for an All Black test or whatever, um, Rick Salizzo's number might be in your phone just in case he managed to find a source somewhere for them. Uh, how are you looking for this this weekend's All Black game? I suppose you've got a truckload to give away to your mates. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, you know me, Smithy. I don't have any friends, but um, um, I've been trying to find some. I've been wandering around. I mean, I think, I think pretty much every New Zealander in the US is going to be here in DC. So that would be fun. I, I, like, South small New Zealanders. There was a big. Um, uh, there's a New Zealanders on in the US Facebook page, and someone went on it and said, "Right, I'm organising a tailgate. All the Kiwis are going to meet such and such, such and such." And then I realised the guy that was organising it was the prop for my first 15 at De La Salle. <laughs> so I was like, mate, I'll be there. So, I mean, it's that's the thing I love about the Kiwis abroad. You know, it takes you about two seconds before you realise that you all know each other. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. Mate, we were, we were looking forward to the chat uh, with you. Um, it's been a long time coming, and uh, I'm so glad uh, you make yourself available for us, uh, your afternoon time, our morning time. Hey, great. Enjoy your little reunion if, if you get to catch up with a few guys. Special time in your life. Uh, thanks for your contribution uh, to our show and, and your continuing contribution to the sports media, mate. Love it. Thank you. No worries, Smithy. Mate, you know I'm always keen to have a chat to you. I, I, t- talking to you, I forgot I was on the radio. I just thought I was having a catch-up. <laughs> no, it's cool, mate. I really enjoyed it. Hey, hey, thanks, mate, yeah. and enjoy the occasion. Hey, special. Thanks, Smithy.